Hey everybody, it's me, Ed. Uh, long time no speak. I know the last episode that I did was in June or the end of June after the last pay-per-view. Um, the uh, Obviously, that's one of the themes that I've kept going with this podcast was, uh, you know, how often I was able to do it because of everything going on with COVID. And um, in a way, it's a good sign that I haven't done much because the... Uh, you know, things are starting to slowly get, I don't want to say get back to normal, but open up, you know, um, I'm sorry, I'm reading an email, uh, but anyway, um, so the, uh, so that's a good sign, but, um, so one of the things that I, that's kept me away is because I'm making other content, uh, for MMANews.com, one of the sites I write for, if you follow me on Twitter, at Carbazel, spelled C-A-R-B-A-Z-E-L. Um, I do uh, a piece called Sunday Submissions for them. It's it's all video content. It's a video piece. Um, so if you're not following me on Twitter or following the MMANews.com YouTube channel where you can see them, um, what I'm going to start doing is taking that audio and putting it here uh, to keep this podcast alive, um, since it's, it's something MMA news is trying out to see how it goes so far. It seems to be going somewhat well. Um, you can help me out by subscribing there. Actually, uh, if you go to MMANews.com, like, and subscribe to their YouTube channel, um, you know, it would help, uh, me keep that around. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's my content. So, um, the video they have, but the audio I'm going to put here, um, I've done 11 of them, I think already. So it's been going on since what I said, June. So I think in July is when I started it. So it's about two months worth of stuff from the Sundays that have passed from events. Um, so the most recent one, I think number 11 is the one that I'll put here. And, uh, you know, if you guys like it, you can chime in, I'll record us, uh, an intro cause I, obviously there's an intro for the YouTube channel that you're going to hear, but, uh, I'll record the intro, um, you know, a separate one here just to kind of keep this account and this podcast alive as it is my own separate from coast to coast combat hour. And the thing that I just mentioned with MMANews.com, obviously there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I get into it. I get into all the things of note and, uh, hopefully if this works out well, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a thing. And, um, eventually I would like to do a podcast for them, uh, or have that be the podcast for them. But again, it's in the experimental stages and I don't like to leave, you know, my, I always like to leave a back door open for myself as, uh, folks that have worked with me in the content creation business. know. So I'm going to do that. And, uh, this is the first one. I hope you enjoy it. And, um, again, my apologies for, being away uh, from this account for so long, but um, you know I've been <laughs> been busy, been busy, been keeping busy, and and it's again it's a good sign as far as the whole COVID situation is concerned that we're slowly getting back to normal. So obviously all the fights have been getting back to normal, um, but yeah, what you're about to listen to is going to be stuff about the Bellator news, the CBS news, and things like that. So you'll hear the transition and then the uh, you know the stuff that uh, the audio from the MMANews.com piece. Again, thanks for those that are stuck around. Um, there'll be more. And, um, yeah, but it's been busy. So uh, I'll talk to you soon. And, again, this will be uh, for every week uh, like this. So 
Stay in touch. News.com. Uh, this is this week's Sunday submission. Lots of stuff to talk about. Had a combat heavy weekend. Before I start, make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel for MMANews.com. Uh, we got an interview with Dan Lambert on there. One of this weekend's winners, Liz Carmouche, uh, and more to come as uh, events keep happening. Um, Bellator had a doubleheader weekend, and uh, you know, two two nights, two nights of fights in a row. Um, and there's definitely uh, a lot to talk about with them moving forward with the news and where they're going to be um, as far as featuring their future shows and future matchups that they also announced as the weekend came uh, came and went. And obviously Saturday UFC Vegas had a lot of great... Uh, it's one of those cards. I think I've said this before. It's one of those cards where uh, the UFC Vegas card is one of those cards where people kind of like you know, brush it off because, oh, it's not, you know, it doesn't seem like there's much on it. And then it delivers uh, in more ways than, you know, we could expect. Uh, even uh, Dana White had commented at the post-fight press conference that um, their, his phone was blowing up like if it was a pay-per-view. And, uh, you know, uh, the former Invicta alumni that headlined the card, uh, Michelle Waterson and Angela Hill, um there was no doubt that they would deliver i actually knew the fight was going to come to a decision and i i kind of picked uh i had uh i had a hill winning because to me no offense to michelle waterson but to me she seems if you if you compare both their careers i, I mean i know i know waterson held the title in invicta um and she's always she's kind of been up there but uh, as far as from the from when their career started to where they are now the um the evolution of uh angela hill has been super impressive to me she actually she actually was in the ufc they sent her to go fight in uh invicta and uh uh and then she she made you know she fought her way back she's improved her, herself enough and now she's like uh one of the media on site at vegas commented that she's actually uh probably more popular than she's ever been because of the work she's doing you know in competition but plus you know uh She's got a pretty active and fun social media following. If you if you don't follow her, you should definitely follow her. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, so this weekend's UFC uh, Vegas. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, the weekend started Friday with Bellator 245. Um, obviously the uh, the uh, Friday night event. Uh, so the cards aren't as big as most bellator cards have been but before that early in the day scott coker had a special announcement as far as the future of bellator so let's get into that first um so the news obviously if you it's sunday so you've probably heard by now bellator mma is going to start uh featuring their events they're moving from paramount to cbs sports um they're still doing something with the zone uh scott coker was asked about uh, uh that during the the, the zoom media uh address that he did friday afternoon uh two o'clock eastern time um i actually dialed into that for mmanews.com and uh so one of the things uh questions that came up was like what's going on with with you and the zone if you guys haven't uh been focusing on the zone especially if you're coming from the mma community 
Um, you've probably focused as much on the zone as MMA as they have focused on MMA, and that's definitely a shot from me. Uh, you know, don't hold it against MMAnews.com. That's definitely my personal opinion. A shot from me at the zone because I I think they ha- they they were never invested in mixed martial arts, and um, you know, if you if you're trying to be a, a combat sports brand, then focus on all the combat sports. So, uh, looking ahead for Bellator, as far as uh, so they're still in, in in business. I was gonna say in bed. They're still in business with the zone, um, but uh, the uh, CBS Sports uh, future that they have under the show to CBS Sports is Showtime Sports and CBS, obviously. Um, Showtime Boxing is also there, and uh, and you, if you know uh, Scott Coker has a history with with Strike Force uh, doing things with Showtime and and in the past. So the so now those gates are open, and um, so if you look, the announcement came so starting in October, October first, Bellator will be in uh, Milan. They're going to do their Euro series. So one of the pluses about the CBS Sports deal is that uh, one of the biggest complaints when when every time Bellator focused on Europe, you know we here in the U.S. had to watch it on tape delay. They had their Friday night slot. It was nine o'clock, nine p.m. Friday nights Eastern time. And, um, you know, the event was w- would have already gone and went sites would ha- results up, you know, before the broadcast happened. Right. Excuse me. I'm, seasons are changing here. And uh, with that comes all kinds of respiratory illnesses, hopefully not COVID. Um, but anyway, the. Uh, uh, so one of the problems was like we would we would know the, the results which could, that could affect your rating when it comes to live sports. If you know who wins and loses, you know, what are you going to watch for? Unless there's something significant that you, that you want to see, like uh, the time, you know, Conor McGregor jumped the fence when they went to Dublin one time, people knew that happened. It was already, the results were already in, but people tuned in to watch that whole uh, commotion. And we're, we're going to get into the Conor McGregor thing at the end of this. Um, but the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, Outside of unique things like that happen, if there's some like me, I love the sport, so I would always make it a point to watch them, even though I knew the results, because I wanted to see how fighters won or how fights played out. You know, maybe there's something that 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 wasn't reported. You know, that an, an untrained eye did not catch. So I always tuned in. Uh, you know, I've been a fan of Bellator since since they came out in 2009 or whenever they were established. Uh, you know, since uh, Bjorn Rebney days and things like that. Um, the um, but uh. Outside of that, you know, that that's probably people make fun of ratings and numbers and things like that. But, you know, the casual fan, if they know if they know it's not if it's a pre-taped show and the results are already out there, you know, especially when you look into the gambling, uh, the gambling community, what's the point of watching? Right. So this move to CBS Sports fixes that. So it'll likely bring them more. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm looking at my reflection of the thing. Sorry. Um, this is just an experiment, by the way, from COVID. I'm going to go back to my buzz cut that everyone knows and loves uh, as soon as we get back to uh, somewhat normalcy, which I'm hoping this move to CBS brings. Um, but yeah, so, so that cures that. Like now you're going to get live sports. The, there's uh, the, the Milan event, I think, is going to be on a Saturday. I got to look at a calendar. But October 1st, whenever that is, it's going to be 4 o'clock and everyone... We'll be able to CBS Sports is going to show the event live. So uh, and then the same thing with their Paris event, which I think is Octo- uh, October 10th. It's like 1130 a.m. our time. 
So if you want to get up and watch that, you're going to be able to watch it live. No, there's not going to be any uh, tape plays. So that's that's been a long time thing. Uh, when they made their deal with the zone, so there's folks that thought that that was going to fix that, and it turned out not to be the case. So um, the move from Paramount, uh, which it's still under all the same Viacom CBS banner, but it's just like, hey, this is this product. You know, Paramount's not really known for sports. Like, what other sports do they show there? Anything? Maybe when it was Spike TV. If you don't know, uh, Spike TV turned into Paramount Network. But maybe when it was Spike, obviously, because it was supposed to be the man, the man channel or whatever they were marketing it as, um, the uh, there was more sports-oriented things on that channel. You had the, the 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 fighter show that they tried to do. I forget what it was called in the Average Joe's way back when. Um, so they always had things that they tried out, but then you know, uh, I guess uh, nothing really, nothing really took off or maintained a viewership like Bellator because there are mixed martial arts fans. The sport's been around, around long enough for folks to want to tune in. Um, with the announcement came a, lot, a bunch of uh, future fight announcements. The biggest one being obviously the title fight with uh, 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 Chris Cyborg and Arlene Blenko. If you don't know, uh, Blenko's challenged uh, for the title a couple times. Uh, she's fought Julia. She fought former champion Julia Bud twice, I believe. I've interviewed her for another outlet uh, a couple of times. So I'm, I've already actually already reached out because uh, she's, uh, you know, been focused on. She was already focused and and trying to get ready for Cyborg since March when this whole thing started. I actually interviewed her when she was in the airport on her way home back to where she lives in Australia. But uh, she talked about to me about how she matches up against Cyborg. Um, that's actually on my YouTube channel. But uh, I'll. I'll I'll tweet it out. I tweeted it out on Friday. Uh, I'll be sharing it again uh, as we uh, move closer to October fifteenth when they're fighting, and that's going to be when they're when Belter comes back to the U.S. in the bubble of Mohegan Sun, which again, both Showtime Boxing and Bellator are using that location as their bubble. I wrote about it on MMAnews.com. You can see uh, you can see um, it's been come up a few times. So <clears throat> the reason why I'm bringing that up is because um, the the uh, event in pa in Paris, the Bellator card in Paris, has three boxing uh, matches tied to it. They did something with the boxing commission, the athletic commission out there in, in France to have that event happen. There's going to be uh, like a 10% capacity for fans to attend. So I think that's either in Milan or Paris. I forget where. Probably Paris, but uh, depends on you know what happens. Obviously, the whole COVID situation is fluid, so things might have to change. But um, hopefully, they don't have to, you know, change that. Um, but the so the, what's interesting about that is so when Coker made the announcement, I mean, it kind of went under the the radar that the in their press release about the Paris event. There's three boxing events attached to it. Steven Espinosa, who's a head of sports for Showtime and, and, and oversees your boxing. And if you're an MMA fan, you know his name from the whole uh, Mayweather-McGregor debacle uh, or event. But, you know, like there was a lot of a lot of McGregor came at Espinosa calling him a weasel and all the what have you. But the thing about that is do you already see uh, that's a hybrid MMA boxing event, right? So in the past, if you're just starting to get into belt or watch mixed martial arts, in the past, um, 
when Scott Coker took over Bellator, he put two events together, uh, and he called them Dynamite, kind of kind of like K One Dynamite, or I forget what the what uh, uh or was like deeper or one of the Japanese promotions used to do. And if you if you haven't followed what uh, Coker's uh, co-promoted with Rising in the past, so we already know he's a, he he likes to mix things up and and. Deep down inside, Scott Coker is a hardcore fight fan. He really likes kickboxing. I mean, he likes combat sports in general. So one of the questions that came up on Friday was uh, um, uh, Katie Taylor versus uh, Chris Cyborg in a boxing match. So the possibility of that happening is now more real um, than before. When those Dynamite events happened, it was pre-Mayweather-McGregor. You saw that 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 kind of that kind of started this boxing MMA crossover thing. So now, in the far future, obviously things are new, but uh, you know they they ask the Chris uh, Cyborg boxing came up a couple of times. The relationship with Showtime Sports and uh, CBS with Under Espinosa, whose whose Coker said is is uh, all in on uh, doing a co-promoting hybrid event. We could very well see another dynamite event where we could feature uh, Bellator kickboxing, Bellator MMA, and and Showtime boxing. Um, they would probably feature that on Showtime, or maybe you know, however they want to do it. But maybe, but, but my point being, the two markets in the past, uh, the two events in the past, there there was no market for it. Twenty seventeen, right? That was twenty seventeen. 2017 yeah summer of 2017 the mayweather mcgregor um was that 2017 anyway when mayweather mcgregor happened um since that ha has happened there's a market for it uh ryan garcia henry Cejudos have have talked trash to each other um uh what's her name that wants to fight amanda nunez why can't i remember her name the boxer oh my god anyway but there's been a lot of like boxers that want to you know so coker's thing was like sure like uh, he wants cyborg to defend her belt or mma belt first and then if uh we can do a super fight or an exhibition type deal with someone in boxing like katie taylor um coker's all in it looks like espinosa's kind of all in the only uh for boxing even if it's not uh taylor but the thing is the only coker's the only ask that coker is asking for is that if they're going to do that then you 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 know tit for tat mma fighter goes into boxing we all know how that works out but if you're going to do that and, and have someone put out there to possibly pick up an l just and, and collect a, a hefty payday but return the favor and have your boxer come into the cage you know four ounce gloves shorts bare feet and see how you you know to to cross promote and, and share those fans and those eyeballs so i think that's what's great about the cbs sports deal even if you don't have cbs sports which unfortunately i do not but um you know i think uh maybe there'll be more options to stream and watch it being with them because cbs has their all, all access cbs and things like that so the future the future is definitely bright i know there's people out there that that don't like the move because not a lot of people have cbs sports you know, it's not like NBC Sports where a lot of people do have it. 
But um, you know, with the way it depends on who your provider is and packages and things like that. So that's broadcasting stuff. So and business and all that. So enough about that. Let's get into uh, the fights from the weekend themselves. So Friday night, whew, Friday night was a busy night for combat sports. If you watched, there was uh, what did we have? Uh, Friday night, just the the things that were on my radar. Obviously, Bellator. Uh, I had to do live results for uh, LFA 91, which was around the same time. So it's rare when I have to have two screens up to watch events. Um, and then uh, there was a bare knuckle uh, event also being streamed, I think, on their app. Uh, they're su supposed to be doing something with the zone. But, I mean, the zone's got their own problems with you, if you if you watch the uh, the news with Canelo and stuff and Golden Boy. I mean... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the zone is uh, not a thing in 2021, but we'll leave that where it is. So the fights um, Friday night, obviously the 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 feature of Bellator 245 might not have been what they wanted, which was the nut shots heard around the uh, Twitter sphere. Um, two fights uh, had to end due to uh, no contest, unintentional blows to the groin of fighters that sent them. Uh, I, I, you know, some people, some people try to comment and, and, uh, say like, you know, they're wearing cups or whatever, but the cup only kind of protects the, you know, from ruptures and things like that. If someone, you gotta remember how hard these guys hit. These are trained fighters. They don't hit like you or me. They hit probably 20 times harder. Um, and, uh, especially the Raymond Daniels one. Cause he did that. I mean, that was all, that's. I think the heel is one of the hardest bones in the body, and imagine the full blunt force of that with all that momentum going into his opponent's groin. I mean, he was going for the gut and the liver. That's a good way to drop somebody and bring down their guard and then come with other stuff, but ouch. Um, I've, I've taken a blow to the groin, full force, shin right up the middle, <laughs> lifted me off the ground, and I can tell you... Uh, it, it it hurts. You will actually feel it all the way up in your gut. It can make people throw up. If you watch the first one, uh, the first uh, groin shot of that night, uh, the uh, he's he's there's bile and spit coming out. That's that 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 does provoke that kind of reaction. I'm sorry about my cringing face, but I'm remembering my own my own uh, hard groin shot that made me invest in a better cup and all of that stuff so um i mean it's not funny but you know hopefully these guys are all right i haven't seen any updates i know they were uh taken away in stretchers or uh it, it, it's bad it's bad news and some of these guys wear the the muay thai cups which are all metal aluminum or what have you um but still i mean when you put that much force behind something it's just cupping all your all your twigs and berries or whatever you want to call it and pushing that up in you it's still bad you know it's still bad um anyway um but uh liz carmouche that was her debut on friday night she picked up uh, a win so a submission victory uh, again we had an interview for her about that fight right here on mmanews.com so you can go back and check that out um and the other the other significant fight was uh i mean uh phil davis picked up a decision victory over leo Machida from the main event of that and uh saturday night was bellator 246 that had their 135 bantamweight title um 
uh, Patrick Mix, uh, I actually thought he was going to take it away, but Juan Archuleta was able to outwork him and, and become the new 135 champ. If you don't know about the Bellator's bantamweight, uh, the 135 title it was vacant. So um, I, that was uh, Horiguchi was the uh, was the champ. And uh, right, was that Horiguchi? Pretty sure when Horiguchi got, he was the rising double, you know, rising Bellator 135 champion again, cross promoting. Which is a, a great thing. I think we're going to see a lot more of that from Bellator. But uh, you know that they had to fill that title, uh, and uh, the certainly, certainly great, uh, worthy contenders. I still think Patrick Mick, Patrick Mick's going to hold belt at some point. Um, he's young, you know. The better the the, the better man won, but Patrick Mix is uh, is definitely not someone uh, to ignore. Or brush off after this. If anything, the loss will probably make him hungrier. <clears throat> but uh, congratulations to Juan Archuleta winning the fight. Um, great event. The timing was kind of nice on Saturday, actually, because uh, you still got to see, excuse me, if you were jumping back and forth, you got to see Bellator's uh, main event. You still got to see uh, the main event between uh, Watterson and Hill. So I, I know I talked about Watterson and Hill. At the beginning of this, so we'll just get into the other things that stood out from that card. Uh, uh, Kroom's submission uh, win, uh, that was his debut against somebody that I think he was the underdog in that fight. And uh, when you look at that submission, that's a really nice submission. Uh, you don't see it enough. Uh, that uh, Some people call that choke. I think officially it went down as a guillotine choke, but some people call that choke a ninja choke, which is essentially it's just a... Um, you know, it's just this choke, the rear naked choke, but you're doing it front instead of, you know, from the, the person's head in front of you versus being behind them. Um, and there's a lot of ways to set it up. Uh, I've seen it set it up off, off of a failed uh, guillotine attempt when they defend the arm, you shoot in the other one, and then you come on top and, and get that choke uh, pressure on the back of the head and then squeeze. So um, it happens so fast, it's hard to see. I, I, I have to watch the replay a few times. But that was a great choke and uh, definitely put him on the map. You're going to see him uh, a lot of post-fight interviews and stuff for that guy coming coming your way soon. Um, but then um, one of the other things that uh, that seemed to happen on the undercard, I mean, there was a lot of great sub finishes and, and, and um, things like that, knockouts, <coughs> UFC Vegas 10. But, uh, you know, bad refing always seems to make the news when there's, uh, when there's MMA, especially when it happens in the UFC. Um, and of course, we got that with I don't remember the referee's name, uh, but and it's something that I should have wrote that in my notes. But it's something that you really should kind of remember because it, it makes uh, it's it's always cause for concern when there's a uh, a ref a refing event and it goes bad, <laughs> or, or a referee does uh, refs refs an event and it goes bad. So the uh, the Ed Herman uh, versus Mike Rodriguez. The cool thing about it is that because uh, Dana White made an announcement about not coming at officials during the event, but afterward in the post-fight press conference, boy, did he come at him. I mean, he called it Mazagati level refing because uh, if you, if you, for folks that don't know, uh, Maz Steve Mazagati doesn't ref MMA for the UFC anymore because uh, he's made a lot of questionable calls. And, um, so a body shot that dropped at Herman that and essentially 
would have been a win for Mike Rodriguez, uh, you know, was viewed as a groin shot. And um, folks are saying Ed Herman put on his uh, Academy Award performance to uh, to make sell it as a groin shot. And the fight continued uh, f- that for somehow make Ed Herman wound up being the winner. But Dana White saw it the other way, as a lot of fans seem to have seen it. If you look at the buzz and the interviews actually up and everything on social media, his post-fight interview where he says, uh, you know, I don't know what happened if it was a body or a groin. I mean, again, I just said, you know, when you take a groin shot, you will feel it in your gut. But you kind of, if it was a groin shot that was that bad, look at those Bellator 245 groin shots. And see how they how those fighters were not able to continue. Ed Herman was able to continue. I mean, groin shots. I mean, there there's levels, but if it was um, if it was as bad as uh, he tried to sell it, I want to say maybe uh, maybe folks and Dana White are right about this referee, and I doubt we'll see him again. Um, but the cool thing about it is uh, Dana White is like was like you know what that's bad refereeing, Mike. That should have been a W for Mike Rodriguez, and and he's he's getting his win bonus, um, so that's pretty cool. You know, a lot of people like to paint Dana White as uh this uh this evil kingpin type of promoter in mixed martial arts, um, and uh, I think that's pretty cool that he uh he's uh kind of siding with the fans on that one and and gonna give uh, Mike Rodriguez his win bonus, so that's pretty cool for the UFC, <clears throat> and um. With these last few minutes, um, I don't like to give. Uh, I don't, I'm not some. If you if you've been following me submit Sunday submissions long enough, I'm not somebody that's. Uh, I don't like to ride the bandwagon. This is just my opinion. You you don't have to fault MMA news for it or whatever. But um, I'm not somebody that jumps on the bandwagon of uh, reporting uh, everything Conor McGregor does. Um, same thing when Ronda Rousey was on top. You know, if she if she broke wind in line at a starbucks that was that was on tmz and everything like that so tmz reported conor mcgregor's uh got arrested for another sexual for, uh assault allegation i'm saying another because the new york times was uh, reporting on one uh <clears throat> a while back and um you know um it got brushed under the rug or whatever and, and mcgregor was released uh his uh manager audio tar uh we actually just published a piece this morning about it uh, that should be filled with updates on MMAnews.com. But, you know, um, so the, the, the thing about the thing they're saying about that is that he's such a megastar and he's so famous or what, what have you, uh, you know, that's that's why that's happening with him. But look, I mean, there's people that are more famous than him or as famous as him that don't get in trouble as often as he does. Um, and uh, there's, you know, the the theme seems to be he's so rich and famous people are trying to get their you know their paydays out of him like the cell phone guy in florida um but i'm i mean if it keeps the same you keep hearing the same things happening you have to wonder if there's some truth behind it and the whole reason why i left this for last um and why i'm addressing it is because i love the sport of mixed martial arts as a martial artist i love competitive martial arts whether it be mma uh karate combat kickboxing boxing wrestling grappling all that stuff but mma has had a long hard road 
to get to where it is right now um you know and it's still got work to do because and they always have to fight off this uh the the human cockfighting and the, and all this all all this bad news like this that's happening it's not good for the sport so if mcgregor's going to be getting in trouble the way that he keeps getting in trouble um you know that that's a poor reflection on the sport that got him to where he is so i hate it when that stuff happens i don't like to jump on it i mean that had that's not a reflection on the rest of the sport of mixed martial artists and its competitors so that's why i left that for last we've seen enough of conor mcgregor getting in trouble i think it, it's getting old you know what i mean um uh, if he's not going to be uh fully charging you know and thing like sure it needs to be reported on because this is another thing that you have to file under okay maybe this guy could possibly be a problem or maybe there's just things he needs to work on he is a young man that made a lot of money and we, and as an old man i i know from being a young man that if i had a lot of money and the opportunities to get myself in trouble like that it's going to happen you know where do we see uh, anyone with with a lot of money uh not ma make that much money young and and not and not screw up you know the, it's it's almost a recipe for disaster so that's that's where i am with that let me look there's always people trying to take advantage of, of people so there i i think there's always there's always more than one side to to a story than what we're reading this could be truth could be bs but um you know i i just don't want any more i don't want anything pushing mma back <laughs> to uh you know before it was in every you know uh uh household like it is now you know the, i used to we used to dream the me and my podcast host matt hawkins we used to we used to talk about man i sure wish I, it was on regular tv and we didn't have to watch them online and things like that so um <clears throat> That's actually an alert over at James Lynch's channel, who writes at MMAnews.com. <laughs> He's uh, doing a uh, reaction for um, Conor McGregor's assault. So I'm going to go tune into that. But uh, that's my time here for MMAnews.com, the Sunday submission. Apologies for the last video and the quality of it, if it didn't look as fancy as the other ones. Um, the producer of this video uh, is uh, attending to other things. So there might be a delay in this one as well. But thank you so much for tuning in. Again, if you have questions, comments, drop them in the comments section below. Make sure you like and subscribe to this channel to help support MMAnews.com and me to keep these coming. And uh, thank you so much for watching. Uh, uh, enjoy your Sunday and the rest of the week. There's plenty of fights coming our way uh, as we close out the end of the year. Hopefully, uh, hopefully by the end of 2020. Uh, we'll be back to somewhat normal scenes and we'll have some fans in the arena and stuff like that. But as for as for this week, I'm tapping out. Thank you.